Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Oracle NetSuite. Now, here's your host, Brian Moran. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another special edition of the Small Business Edge Podcast. I'm Brian Moran, CEO of Small Business Edge, and this is week five of our boot camp program for women and minority business owners, which means, of course, it's technology week. All week long, our content is going to focus on how technology is helping business owners successfully navigate the pandemic and help them achieve their goals. Our guest today is Ranga Bodla, Vice President of Field Engagement and Marketing at Oracle NetSuite. And I am looking forward to picking his brain about everything that's happened this year and how technology has saved the day, which I know people in that tech field love to say. So with that, I want to welcome to the Small Business Edge podcast, Ranga Bodla. Welcome. Thank you so much, Brian, and happy to be here and uh, speaking with you this morning. You know, I love talking to people like you, Ranga, who spend your time between the clouds and the weeds of your business, and you get to see how technology is actually impacting the, the lives of your customers. And especially in a year like 2020, where um, technology has played such a pivotal role in, in your customers' lives and their businesses, right? Yep, absolutely. It's, uh, it, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's probably... And I've, I've, I've said this oftentimes, Brian, which is I've, so I've been at NetSuite for, for 10 years now. And the thing I love about my job more than the, and, and the reason I've stayed here for as long as I have is, um, is the customers. It's the customers that I get to talk to and see and the amazing things that I see them achieving, um, you know, pandemic or otherwise. Like it's just, you know, they, the, I'm always amazed at the ingenuity that I see from our customers and the different things that they're doing and how they, how they change their business, how they adapt their business, um, you know, and to all the different challenges and, and, you know, the, the pandemic in 2020 has thrown lots of different challenges our way, but, you know, even before this, there's, there's always different things that, that come their way. And what's, what's fun for me is getting to talk to, you know, just all, different types of customers and seeing what they get to what, how they, how they adapt their business and how they grow their business and, and achieve their, their visions. Uh, Yeah. You, you know, I think very much alike in that sense, you know, there's nothing I enjoy more, maybe few things that I enjoy more than actually seeing somebody realize their dreams. And, and even playing a small role in that. And, and it sounds like you think, you know, along those same lines, you know, how your products are helping people realize their dreams. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's yeah. one of those things that you get, when you get to see that it's very rewarding and it, yeah. um, it drives so much, um, uh, you know, so much benefit and value for, for me personally as well. Yeah. Love it. So can you give our listeners uh, who maybe aren't familiar with NetSuite, just a quick introduction, you know, to the company and the businesses that you serve? Sure. Happy to. So, you know, one, one important point, you know, and this is, you know, along these same lines, Brian is, you know, NetSuite's been around since 1998, believe it or not. Um, and, you know, we were founded by Evan Goldberg, uh, who still leads the organization today. Um, even after the acquisition by Oracle um, uh, a number of years ago now, um, he founded NetSuite with really a simple mission. How do they empower, how do we empower businesses of all sizes 
to be able to realize their vision and their dreams. Um, and what we do is we enable them with technology that allows them to run their business all accessible through the cloud slash, you know, the browser through their phone, you know, whatever, you know, you want to, you know, uh, whatever term you want to use. And, you know, today we serve, you know, over 22,000 companies around the world, you know, across different industries, different sizes, you know, from the, from a, from very small, you know, entrepreneurs all the way to much larger organizations. And that, you know, is, is, you know, we talk about realizing their dream, realizing their vision that, you know, is, is really a core part of what we are trying to do is how do we help companies realize their vision? Um, and, you know, I think oftentimes people think that, oh, I just put in technology and everything, you know, I, I you know, I'm going to, I'm going to immediately be successful. And no, you have to be a, you have to have a great vision. You have to have a great product. You have to have a great service. Um, and, and technology can be an enabler for that. And that's something we really believe in and, um, you know, deliver to our customers. Yeah. Well, and it's funny you mentioned that because that probably has never been more evident than this year. I mean, 2020 was a tough year for, for <laughs> almost every single business, to say the least. And so a question that I like to ask uh, people like you is, did technology save our economy? So I think... Techno- I, I don't think it's fair to say, I, I don't, I think it'd be, it would be wrong to say that technology saved our economy. Um, however, what I will say is technology was definitely a big factor in ensuring that it wasn't a lot worse yeah. and for ensuring that we, where the successes we had, um, that they happened. And, you know, the, this goes across every major sector, Brian. I mean, it enabled companies to continue to operate, um, in, you know, in a remote fashion, in a virtual fashion, but it also enabled companies, uh, it enabled new companies, it enabled um, different ways of doing business, it enabled different ways of interacting with your customers and your employees. Um, technology it really provided a, a way, you know, for these same entrepreneurs that have uh, a great vision um, and a dream you know, technology was a big factor in helping them deliver that to their end customers because, um, you know, that's ultimately where, where the value is. And, and, and so I think, you know, it'd be unfair to say that technology was the, was the, the, the savior, but technology definitely enabled so many of these, these organizations um, to not just survive, uh, but in some cases thrive as well. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb then and say that technology saved our economy. <laughs> I, I, I think that, can you imagine the pandemic hitting in the 1990s? I mean, where there's no video conferencing and we're still dealing with dial-up uh, service, right, to the internet. I think it's a much different uh, scenario. And of course, you know, what we're seeing too, I think, you know, you talked about the acceleration to a digital transformation. Um, I, I, that's what I, one of my takeaways from what you're saying. And, and I definitely uh, see that and have seen that this year where technology has accelerated change uh, to, um, you know, being able to work in any part of the world and, and stay connected to your customers. Um, you know, I, I, 
mentioned uh, that today, just today, I started my day at seven o'clock this morning with a phone call, a Zoom call to the Philippines. And then I talked to Spain and then Finland. And these are all people, these are clients of mine. I've never met them in person, but I feel like I know them intimately thanks to technology. That's not, and that's, that's fair, Brian. I think that that's totally true. And, uh, you know, and, and it's, it's funny, you mentioned all those, uh, all those locations too. I, you know, I have a, I have a global team myself and video conferencing wasn't, isn't a new thing in 2020, um, right. as, as you know, but it's, it's sort of this, it's become like the de facto thing that we all use. And we're much more likely to have a video call now than we were a year ago, even though a year ago it still existed. Sure. Um, and so I think that's, you know, I, I definitely think what you described and how you put it, which is it's an acceleration of many trends that, um, that we've already, you know, that were already happening, you know, again, uh, video conferencing is a great example of that. In fact, my, my wife who, who has worked from home, uh, she's a, she's a remote worker, but she worked, worked, you know, she had her home office for 10 years and, uh, and, you know, she kind of joked at the beginning, she's like, I don't understand why everyone's like saying this is all, uh, you know, such, such yeah. a novel thing. I've been doing this for, for years. And, um, but she, she said it in that there are, there's some of these things that people didn't necessarily embrace that they were, they're essentially forced to embrace. And, and, you know, at the beginning, but now they're like, you know, I, I don't know. People can imagine living without it. Like I, I, you know, it's, in our, in our household, you know, we we're, we've, we've got four people on zoom on you know, any given part of the day. And, and it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that's the case in many, many households across, sure. uh, across the country and world. Sure. So, um, you know, I, I, I've had zoom conversations with my kids and they're downstairs and I'm upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean, it's just, but I, I think it's become the default uh, uh, choice, you know, instead of a phone call now, uh, you know, everything has turned to Zoom. So are there particular industries or categories of businesses where you have seen um, innovations in technology, like taking a great leap forward due to COVID-19? Yeah, and, and I think this is, you know, I'll, I'll keep going down the same um, that same thread, Brian, which is, I think a lot of this is, um, an acceleration, mm -hmm. um, you know, and so, so, you know, one that's probably front and center of mind is, is, uh, e-commerce, uh, sure. you know, you're seeing such a big innovation, um, on the e-commerce front. Um, you know, it's funny, I, I actually served on a panel, I want to say three or four years ago now, um, around BOPUS and like, uh, you know, buy online, pick up in store. And, sure. and, you know, it's like, well, you know, what, what, you know, this, we were having a conversation about BOPUS and now, you know, it's sort of like BOPUS is this, you know, has been this, this big one that's accelerated um, curbside pickup, you know, all these things that, that in e-commerce is enabling um, these companies to do. And, and, you know, I've been working in the manufacturing and distribution space for years now and for years, we talked about, okay, you know, is this going to be the year? Is this going to be the year that people adopt this or, or have that, you know, have a website? And it's accelerated so much of that where, you know, it's, it's, there is no choice. Like you have, you've had to have that as, as a, uh, as an option uh, in order to continue doing business. And so, so that's been a, you know, a big acceleration on that front. Um, I think the second piece is the, the, the remote work aspect of it. Um, you know, again, 
every organization always had at least some aspect of their business, somebody that was needing to work remotely or work from home or work from a different environment. Um, but I don't think we ever really had the, the scenario in which everybody, you know, there were, there were periods of time uh, and there are still periods of time when everybody has to be working remotely or virtually. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that's been a big innovation as well, because, uh, you know, it, it's, you know, a couple of years ago, there were, you could, yeah, well, I'm only going to, it's only, I need to take care of this one or two people uh, in my organization, or I need to take care of, um, you know, this, this person over an AP or an AR, or I need to take care of this person. But now it was this, you know, it forced so much of, of being able to enable the organization to go remote um, and to have that uh, be able to do remote work regardless of, uh, of where you were. Um, and, you know, in some cases it was because people, you know, people had left, uh, you know, they went out of the country, for example, and they got trapped and then they, you know, they, clearly they couldn't come back because of lockdowns and those types of things. Um, so I think that's been one of the thing I've seen in terms of um, innovations is just so much more acceleration on that front um, of, uh, of, of, of those categories. Um, the, the third one I'll also bring up, Brian, which is, um, and, and I don't know if I would lump it together, but I, I'd say analytics and visibility mm-hmm. that, that one is one where um, so many organizations there, there's been this, this leap forward of needing to be able to look across the business and really understand where are my, uh, I don't want to say pivot points, but where are my, um, uh, where where are my acceleration points? Where can I de-invest? Where can I reinvest? Where, you know, where do I need to keep my powder dry? And, you know, that really requires a, 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 a clear visibility into the business. And so you really saw that, that that's always been somewhat of a requirement, mm-hmm. but it really accelerated in the last, you know, nine months where, you know, it's, it's because people were trying to make these decisions about, you know, should I get PPP money? Should I go and, you know, should I, you know, do I need to, for low employees or do I, you know, do I have money to invest in inventory so I can be ahead, you know, when the next, um, you know, when the next uh, batch happens as an example. Yeah. And, 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 and I like the, the, the thought process there. I do. I like how, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to put yourself in your customer's shoes and, and understand, you know, what, what's keeping them up at night, you know, whether it's, you know, access to capital or how do I deal with my employees were, were those a lot of the conversations that you found yourself having this year? You know, were they, was it, you know, talking to your, your customers about how they can stay connected to their customers and their employees? Or did you, did you, you know, did you find that they were, you know, how do we make this change to operating in a digital world? I mean, it sounds like those, those were the types of conversations you were having. We were definitely having both of those types of conversations. And I would say early on, um, there was a lot of conversation uh, just wanting to understand um, what other organizations that were were finding success were doing. There was a lot of, you know, is, is anybody else doing something that's working? Is anyone else finding um, that, that, you know, this is a way to keep connected with customers, or this is a way to keep connected with employees. Um, because so much of this was new ways of doing 
business and operating that wasn't there before. And, um, and so I, that was a lot of the conversation early on. Um, you mentioned the, the capital piece, mm-hmm. you know, that was a big thing. I, and I, I mentioned PPP as an example, and that continues to be um, a, uh, um, a, a big conversation, which is, you know, there was that first set of PPP loans that came out that were, you know, gone with, you know, with just a, a nine seconds. Eye. Yeah. It, it was, it was crazy how fast it went. Yeah. And, um, and then there was a second batch, but then there was like this, you know, there's, there's a, there was a hunger for knowledge around, you know, should I take this on? Can I take this on? What's going to be the impact? Where can I use it? If I take it on, is it going to cause me other issues down the line? You know, and, and, you know, even now people are like, okay, uh, you know, thinking or asking about loan forgiveness, they're asking about how, those different impacts. And, you know, it all, it all comes back to every business is dealing with these issues. And it's, it's again, like where, where, where do they need to focus? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they're trying, you know, if they can um, not have to worry about some of the things about, okay, well, how do I enable all my employees to be able to connect into the, into the operation, um, you know, uh, remotely, then I can focus on those other things. Um, I, you know, there's a, I had a great, I, I, I got to do a great number of, um, of really interesting um, conversations with our customers publicly uh, over the last six months. And, and I remember one of the ones that I enjoyed was with um, a company called Danby, which is in the, uh, they, they make, um, you've probably gone, if you've gone to Costco, you'll probably see their wine fridges or, mm-hmm. you know, a number of different appliances, but they were one that uh, early on, they said, you know what, we're going to pivot and we're going to help make some ventilators because that was something that was needed. But I remember the conversation with him and for him, it was, it was, it was a funny one was he was like, I was always a believer that everyone had to be in the office all the time. Yeah. And you know, what I, what I, what I had to do was I wanted to keep my manufacturing and warehousing operations running. And that required me. And this was the gentleman from, from Danby talking that said it required me to take a different view of how do I keep everyone else at home working so that I can make sure that my manufacturer and distribution employees are safe, can operate, you know, with, with enough space in the, uh, in the, in the manufacturing warehouse, you know, floor mm-hmm. and, you know, still run the business. And, you know, so those were the types of things that we were, those are the types of conversations we were having. Yeah. Um, and you're really fascinating to see how, how people were being creative about that because, they, they had to be, and, uh, you know, and, and, you know, had to be in order to continue to, to operate and, you know, find success. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's to my earlier point about how technology saved our economy is that the acceleration of the digital transformation and the ability to be able to work remotely, you know, business owners and business leaders, suddenly were thrown a whole host of, of issues like social distancing and how do I make sure that, you know, we stay connected and we're able to do our jobs and nobody gets sick and we practice all of these protocols, these new protocols that are in place. It's almost as if they said, well, the one thing that we don't have to worry about is the 
technology end of it, that somehow the technology is there. It's like a leap and the net will appear. <laughs> so it, it's, it's okay, we'll allow you to go home. So the, the person I think you said was from Danby who said, I never imagined people working, you know, not in the office. But then when you were forced with that decision, isn't it great that we have technology that allows them to work remotely, that allows them to stay connected to everybody in their ecosystem? And one of the um, big um, worries that I heard early on was, you know, from companies was, you know, our entire business model is based on in-person meetings and, yep. you know, events and people being able to see our products and services and try them out. And what are we going to do now? And I think when you got backed into a corner and you said, there's only one option, you know, and it's going to be, we're going to have to connect with them remotely. Um, it was almost like this great sigh of relief that the technology was in place that would allow them to do it. hundred percent. And I think that is a, you know, and this, this, the Danby one is a good one, but you know, I see it, it was, again, it's this, and, and it wasn't even, uh, you know, it's like the, and, and things, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see where things go, but, you know, it, it was like this continual, you had to be always on your feet because with the way that lockdowns were happening across different states and across different, organ, um, different places, you know, you had to be able to pivot and change quickly because one week you might be fine. One week you might not be the, de yeah. the definition of a of a of essential in you know one state was different than essential in another, and so you know at you know for for a business owner to navigate all that is is difficult. But you know they 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 needed that flexibility to be able to focus on on those elements and know that their business could operate you know in those in those scenarios. And you know for us, um, you know we've been doing this we've been doing this remote uh, we we operated where we have uh, a, a globally distributed team for many years, but we also, we were used to also getting on planes. It's just now we, we, we had to put that on hold for a bit, you know, because you know, that, that it's just, it was the, from a safety perspective and what was, what was realistic. So it is, uh, it is definitely interesting. And I definitely think technology was a critical, critical element of enabling us to continue our business and operate um, frankly, without, I don't want to say blinking an eye, but you know, we, we, uh, it wasn't like it was a massive upheaval in our, um, in our business and a massive upheaval on our business model. Like it wasn't like, Oh, we were doing things this way. You know, we were doing things on pen and paper before, and now we got to do it, you know, all, all via video conference. Like it's just, we, we, it was sort of an extension of what we were already used to. But, and, and now you bring up some, another good point. So from, from a product standpoint, how, how, how did NetSuite respond to some of the tech challenges that you saw your customers having? So I would characterize it in, in really two ways, um, Brian. One, um, you know, from a product standpoint, it wasn't like we had, you know, from the core NetSuite perspective, we didn't, you know, we didn't have to deliver any new innovations that enable our customers to operate, you know, take their whole organization and operate remotely. Um, because that was that's always been the model of NetSuite. I mean, NetSuite's model is to operate where you could be um, you could be anywhere as long as you have access to the internet and a and a browser, you can go and access NetSuite. And 
you know, from day one, that's, that's always been the case. Um, what, what we did have to do was, was help educate on ways in which you could operate remotely. So, you know, we, we put out things like, um, how do you do a virtual close? Um, you know, we have a lot of finance, uh, finance folks that run NetSuite. And so, you know, we were helping educate on different ways in which people did that. Um, on the other hand, we also, one of the, the ways we did respond in terms of, um, and this wasn't really a tech challenge per se, but more of just a challenge. Um, we, we put something out there called the community exchange. Mm-hmm. And what we had was a number of our customers coming to us saying, hey, we've got X, we've got elastic ties that you know, could be used from a PPE perspective. Um, and we want to offer it to lots more people. How do we get our, the word out? And so the community exchange was something we put out there so that our customers could interact. And, you know, if they had access to PPE or different products that might help other businesses, particularly in this time, we wanted to make that available to folks. And so that was a big part of, of, um, of one of the things that we did. Uh, We also had, um, we had our customers asking us about, you know, as they got back into the office, how do they make sure and, um, and understand uh, how, you know, some of the, the interactions that they were doing. Uh, so we also introduced a, a workforce interaction um, application. Um, you know, again, these were things that our customers were asking us about and we wanted to be prepared with. Again, these were all built on, it wasn't like we, we created something out of, out of, out of the air. Yeah. Um, these were just things that we could do, build on top of NetSuite, just extend um, out of the, out of the core, the core um, NetSuite offering. And so, um, you know, the, the core NetSuite offering didn't fundamentally change. We continually, uh, you know, it's one of the things that we love about it is that we deliver uh, new, new functionality twice a year. That mm-hmm. hasn't changed. We continue to do that. Um, what we did was we just saw some additional things that we could add um, that were specific that we could do right now that um, we offered to our customers. And, you know, we've gotten pretty good, um, good response in that regard. Well, and it's interesting too. I bet you, you showed them features for your products that they didn't realize that they had access to. You know, when I think about like our smartphones, the capabilities on our smartphones, you know, we probably use 30% of all of the features. And I'm guessing that there were features to your NetSuite products that, you know, your customer said, oh, wouldn't it be great if it did this or it did that? And you said, well, actually it does. (laughs) there are there were there there are and there continue to be um cases like that and i think Mm -hmm. you know as we get new customers and new new people as we talk to folks you know it's funny um i don't know if i made funny is the not the right right term but you know we talked to people that we talked to a year ago and they said you know we wish we had talked to you a year ago we wish we had we didn't but we're talking to you now because what they were trying to figure out is are there ways to improve? Are there, is there things they can automate that would make things easier that, you know, requires less manual uh, effort or, or heavy lifting that, you know, again, because everyone was operating remotely, everyone was operating virtually that they can, um, they can provide for that. Yeah. Um, And, you know, it's funny, you mentioned that community exchange, I would imagine that, you know, business owners love to share best practices so that they would get on that community exchange and say, hey, this is how we're using our NetSuite products right now. Uh, you know, this new innovative way, you know, just sharing it with you if it, if it helps you out in your business. 
Yeah. I mean, there were the, the, I'm, I was always, I'm always impressed at, at, you know, our customer base and the willingness of, of them to, to talk to other customers and mm-hmm. talk about what they're doing. Um, you know, as a, as a, as a marketer and product guy, you know, and I've, I'm not going to, I've worked at a number of companies, you know, small and large, and I've never been at a company where we have so many customers that are willing to talk about what's going on in their business and what's working. And it's like, they, you know, they're, they're happy to, and they're happy to have that conversation. And, um, you know, and it's, it's great. It's very rewarding for me. You know, when, when I, uh, there was just actually a gentleman that just emailed me, uh, two days ago, he was the, one of the first NetSuite customers I, I met 10 years ago. And he was telling me that he was retiring and, you know, going to spend more time with his grandkids. And I was, uh, you know, it was, it was one of those things that he said, you know, NetSuite's been a very rewarding part of his um, career. And he just was reaching out to say, thank you. And, you know, appreciate all the, all the time. And, and that's, you know, that's a really rewarding thing when technology can be a um, such a part of our customers' lives and, and our customers' organizations, I should say. Yeah, I, I, and, you know, I know exactly his sentiment when, when he's saying that, because it is, as, you know, as, as more companies rely on technology, I mean, you know, right now it seems like the world is just one big global marketplace and the, and the barriers to entry are being reduced you know, it seems like almost daily, it's technology that's allowing us to expand our horizons and then we become, you know, we rely on it so much more. So it's so important that we have partners that understand what we're trying to accomplish and that are, are we feel like are, you know, you're our trusted advisors. You know, you, you have as much invested in our success as we do. So, you know, I think that's what he was saying to you, you know, hey, I'm retiring, but I had a great run and I owe a lot of it to NetSuite. I love that term, the trusted advisor. And that's really, you know, one of the big things I think that's really important that companies, I, I think, I think more companies realize that in the, in the, in this year, in 2020, the importance, uh, companies realized both the importance of their trusted advisor Mm-hmm. But also how they could be a trusted advisor to the companies and or the or the com- customers they serve, um, you know that that I think that's a really important thing that we should take away as a lesson, you know, go you know going forward is that importance of making sure that you understand who are those trusted advisors that are going to um, continue to be partners to you and your business because um, you know that it's when these when the particularly when times are are tough when you're having those challenges, who's going to be there to help you um, in multiple different ways and be part of, uh, of your, of your shared success. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I definitely think that, you know, the businesses that are, are, have survived and, and, and pivoted are definitely have created a, a checklist of the companies that they want in their foxhole. <laughs> right. So yep. uh, kudos to you. All right, Ranga, we're in the home stretch of our, our Small Business Edge podcast. And I, I want to kind of bring out my crystal ball with you and just ask you, as we start heading into 2021, 
what are some of the things that, that business owners and entrepreneurs should continue to focus on, you know, as we get ready for next year? And, you know, what do you think the conversations should be that you have with your customers for 2021? So I'm going to, I'm going to just, build on this thread that we just, we just talked about, about trusted advisor. Um, I think staying close with your customers and your employees uh, is, is really, really critical. We've all been forced to change how we operate and do business. And some of it's good. You know, I, I think uh, some of the changes that we've made, I mean, some of the um, how we shop, how we buy, um, many of these changes, you know, I don't, I don't see them just, you know, snapping back and we're, we're going to eliminate, you know, all these things that we found, some of these conveniences that we found useful. I think some of these things are here to stay and, um, and that's, and that's, you know, an important lesson. Right. Um, but I think we also need to take lessons about what has worked and helped us improve, but just because it saved money doesn't mean we should keep it. You know, I know there's a number of companies that are having that conversation about, um, you know, where, you know, we, okay, well, if we, wow, this is great. We have everyone working remotely. We could save all this money, but I think what companies need to make sure they do is think about looking at it and saying, not just as a cost saving measure, but kind of the, we're going to have to kind of balance it. It's almost like this, this pendulum um, we were forced to go to, to one side um, because the, the, the pandemic in 2020 forced us there. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean we go back to 2019, um, you know, when all this is over, we're going to have to find somewhere in the middle. And I think that's going to be the delicate balance. And, and maybe it's not somewhere in the middle. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's closer to the, maybe it's closer to 2019. Maybe it's closer to, tw- you know, it's, it's, I think that's where you have to have that conversation with your customers and your employees. And, you know, if, if you were a business that, you know, everybody was on planes all the time, well, maybe you're going to pick some of that back up, but you know, maybe there were some of the, that didn't make as much sense. And you're going to, you know, you're going to have some of that, uh, that, that in-person those in-person meetings again, but it's not like, you know, if you, if you had 10 before, you're going to go back to 10, maybe you're only going to have five now. Right. Um, right. Randomly making that up. And I think that's, that's going to be an important thing of talking to your customers, listening to them um, and your employees as well, because it's going to, you know, we're, we're, it's, it's really important to be listening to what our, our customers and employees are saying about what's impacting them and, uh, and how they are absorbing all of this. Cause it's a lot of change. It's been a really change-filled year, and that takes a big toll on on lots of folks. And uh, and so I think it's really important to, to stay close uh, to what you're and, and and really really listen to what your customers are saying because I think um, you know some things are gonna are here to stay, some things you know may go back to uh, to before. Yeah, but you got to be careful about what you what you eliminate. And those are great points. And I think, you know, coming back to the beginning of, of our podcast and, and how technology has played a role, I think that, that technology is going to allow us to automate certain elements of our business. It already has, um, but that frees up time. That frees up time that allows for that personalization you're talking about and that customization. So, you know, yeah, I, I, can, I can take the time to go see my customers, you know, this week post-pandemic, 
because I, I have the time where I can do that. You know, technology has automated my business to a point where um, I can free up employees to do the things that they love to do and really enhance the elements of our business that make us unique. That's the role I see technology playing as we move forward. And shame on the businesses that have not learned lessons from this pandemic and the silver linings, you know, how important it is to maintain those relationships and be sincere and genuine and authentic in your business, because that's what's going to keep you on your customers' radar screens. You know, they like to do business with people that they like. And, and you know, and, and whatever your company culture was in 2019, it was enhanced in 2020. So if everybody bought into the company culture and, you, you know, it was solid, then you, you realize you're all in the same boat together and you're all going to get through this together. But if your company culture was fractured, it only became more fractured this year. And, and you know, I think that going forward, 2021, you know, it's a great opportunity because we're all going to get it, – it, it's almost like 2020 was a pit stop, you know, at the Indy 500. And I'm not a huge car fan, but I'll just go with this analogy. And that pretty soon we're going to get out of the, the, you know, we've made the changes that we needed to make on our car. And then we're going to get back into the race full throttle. Let's Makes take the lessons that we learned from this year and apply them and not forget them. Totally agree. Totally agree. It makes, uh, it makes a lot of sense. And I'm sure, I'm sure my racing fan listeners are going to, you know, chastise me because I probably said something wrong about the, the way it works with pit stops and Indy 500. Um, Ranga, this is great. I, I, I honestly, I love talking to you because you have this very practical approach to technology and the way it works in business. I love that. It's, it's technology is a means to an end. It allows businesses to do certain things and to help business owners achieve their goals and their dreams. So I, I appreciate you taking time today to be on our Small Business Edge podcast. A lot of this is going to be centered around women and minority business owners. Uh, and so we're, I think we're helping them uh, tremendously, I hope, in, in better understanding how to use technology in their business. So if, if any of our listeners have questions or they want to learn more about NetSuite, what's a good way for them to get in touch with you? So I would say uh, a couple, couple of ways, uh, Brian, one is um, definitely following uh, Oracle NetSuite on all of our social channels um, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Twitter. Um, that's definitely one area we're, we're doing a lot of really interesting content on Facebook. I myself actually am, am hosting a number of tips of the week on Facebook every week. People can feel free to connect with me directly on LinkedIn. I'm always happy to, to, to talk to folks and, uh, and talk to them about what NetSuite's doing. And, um, and we've got some great content on our website as well. We've, uh, we, have a, we have a whole section on there all around some of the learnings that we've had um, and what, we, what we're, we're seeing our companies do and operate in terms of business now uh, to, uh, you know, during, this, uh, during this time frame. So all of those are great ways in which um, I would suggest. All right. Well, it's great. Well, you know, what we'll do, we'll include all of those links in the resource page. So after you're done listening to the podcast, go down to the resource section of this podcast page and I'll include your LinkedIn, your, all your social handles and uh, some of the content that you mentioned on your website. Yep. Makes sense. 
Okay. Ranga, thank you very much for today. And for those of you listening, we welcome your feedback as always. You're great with your questions, which I love, and your emails. And you you can email me at brian at smallbusinessedge.com. And uh, you know, you know where to find me on social media as well. I appreciate you joining us for week five of our special small business edge business boot camp. Uh, for women and minority business owners. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Take care, everybody, and seize the day. You've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Oracle NetSuite. Please visit our website, smallbusinessedge.com, for a listing of future podcasts.